Yes. Yes, Super Troopers 2 is a thing that's going to happen. And it is... There's no release date on IMDb. So yet another sequel that's that doesn't need to be... Maybe they'll try to work on it until it's funny. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's any hope for that movie, though. They had a lot of good jokes in the first one. And I don't think they can... It's kind of one of those lightning in a bottle things. Like, a lot of things came together in that movie, I think. And it just... I think they tried to do it again with their, like, follow-up, their two follow-up movies or whatever. There was the Club Med one or whatever. Club Dread. Uh-huh. And then there was um, Beer Fest. That one just looked really awful. Yeah. I think they've... They, I think they thought what people liked was, like, the times when people would just, like, run around naked in the movie and not the funny parts. <laughs> like... What I thought was funny was, like, them screwing with the teen kids who were, like, potheads, you know. Well, and screwing with each other and... Yeah, yeah, all of the prank stuff and then basically all the prank stuff. Right, like, okay, so what... Seriously, and I think these movies are still happening, but, like, what in the hell is the deal with, like, the naked fat guy is funny thing? Because it's not funny, it's just gross, nobody cares. Like, I don't how know is that mean. a joke? Like, that is replaced jokes. Like, The Hangover and... The Hangover is about a naked fat guy? Well, there's just lots of naked fat guy in the movies. It like, is, um... What's his face? The, the guy, the Zalafanagafakakakis. Galaf... Galaf... Galafanakis? Galaf... Yeah, that guy. Um, and then... He's well, fat? Yes. I mean, I think he's kind of chunky, but he's not like a... He, yeah, it is an unfit man. It is a man who probably should be exercising. Okay. Because of heart problems in the future. Uh-huh. Like, there's... And then there's that other, like, little fat kid from the 21 Jump Street movie. Jonah Hill? Yeah, and then there's, like, five other versions of those two people. Uh, and, like, all of these, like, modern comedies... Uh-huh. Like that's that's like one of the jokes is like five minutes of just fat naked guy. I don't watch these movies, uh, so I I don't know. Right. I don't know that that that's what they're doing. I do know that there's a current trend of um, the fat woman in the movie is the gross, like hypersexualized uh, woman, like the slutty one. Yeah, like. She's the one that's like always down to clown and everybody is is like like she always ends up being with somebody as well like by the end of the movie or some points in the mid in the midst of the movie. And so and it's just kind of like, well, that's sort of like, why is that? Why is that the joke? Right. That's basically the same thing I'm talking about. It's basically replacing jokes with with that. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, current. So what I'm still like mystified by is so I was looking on Netflix the other day and I found a uh, a listing for uh, the starving games. Oh, so like a play in the Hunger Games, like another one of those like horrible, like kind of like scary movie, but way worse than even that somehow. Yeah, it's kind of. yeah, it's the it's the movie that where they're like um, where it's like people who who thought airplane was funny, but they don't know how to write jokes. And so all they do is reference humor where the the joke is, here's a thing from a different movie, but now we made it fart or something. Or now it's a dick joke, and that's the joke now. Right? Yeah. Like that's based like that. That I don't. That's like a genre of movie. It's like the shitty farce. Is what yeah. I'm going to call that genre. It's like the shitty, the shitty, the shitty satire movie is what that yeah. is because there's there's and at first they weren't quite as horrible. Like not another team movie is still horrible, and it's one of it's a shitty it's a shitty satire, but. Yeah, it's not like as horrible as future iterations of that type of movie. Yeah, but that was also one of the first ones to try to revisit that um, kind of of movie, I guess. Right. Where it's like, yeah, you you watch, you go back and you watch Airplane, and there's stuff like, uh, you know, the co-pilot is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But that's funny because it's not funny because like oh Kareem Abdul Jabbar like the whole the whole movie it's like he pretty much just plays it straight the whole film and he just happens to be there and it's just like what a ridiculous you know the idea well, of him being the co-pilot is ridiculous. The other major difference with say Airplane and Mel Brooks films like Blazing Saddles mm -hmm. and Naked Gun movies is that they start out with a movie that has its own plot and story mm -hmm. and its own jokes and it's not just hey we basically just cut put our dressed our actors up like actors from other movies and played out scenes from 15 different movies right like some like the other movies it's like here's literally the plot of like one of the scary movies it's like here's literally the plot of the ring but we're going to just like throw in a couple of other like scenes from other movies into it and you know a, a couple of like disgusting fart jokes and stuff and somehow that's now its own movie yeah uh, i so um right that reminds me of paranormal whacktivity <laughs> which is a marlon wayans movie oh yes yeah. and all of the movies have to have a wayans brother in it that's like a requirement yeah for for a shitty satires that there's probably going to be a wayne's brother in it yeah but you reminded me like to your point specifically it was like one of the scenes is uh because they're making you know they're they're just doing paranormal activity the first one and so there's the the uh more or less security cam footage of them in bed and then there's a big fart and that's the joke and then one of them wakes up and is just like, "Woo, it's a, that's a smelly fart," <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, that's yeah. So that's kind of what I suspect Super Troopers Two is going to be. <laughs> it's just it's just going to be that. Uh, you know, dumb, 
just oh, dumb so stuff. Just a bad movie. Yeah. Okay. What would what could be funny though is if they try to spoof the first Super Troopers. <laughs> it's the same guys. But they play different roles when yeah. they reenact the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. So like Farva's rabbit when they reenact this scene from the first movie. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then because all of the other guys are white. And so like anybody playing the the other guy, like the guy who has the line, like, you think I'm Mexican? You know, uh-huh. that would be great. The Mexican. So He's not Mexican. Whatever. He, he just has brown skin. <laughs> He's probably like Pakistani or something. He's also white, just very tan. <laughs> He's not actually a different race. He's just... My, my parents were Italian. I don't know what... Yeah. He didn't want to look pale on screen, so he went to the tanning bed for like a thousand hours. And it's like, oh... I've got to get that too much. I've got to get that Ricardo Montalbal <laughs> look that you know dark tan. Yeah. I did watch uh, Star Trek 2: Wrath of Khan. Uh-huh. And uh, there was so there were people I uh, some of my friends who are more into Star Trek than I am and had watched that before uh, the new second Star Trek movie came out, the Abrams 2. So they were more into the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies and then watched it because they wanted to? No. Or... No, they're they're more into normal Star Trek. Okay. And then they watched the Abrams Into Darkness movie. And the whole time... Like, I watched it with them, and the whole time it, you could tell that they were just, like, comparing it to Wrath of Khan. And now that I've seen Wrath of Khan, it's like, well, duh, because they took most of the plot points from Wrath of Khan and just made a different, like a slightly different story. Like everything about the Kobayashi Maru, you know, Khan, uh, all of his, all of his business. I mean, the, the whole, the whole, the only thing is they kind of rushed. Like they, they, they make it take place like years before, uh, the, they do the Wrath of Khan would have taken place, right? Well, yeah, because the dudes are still all frozen and stuff. Yeah. They're not on some uh, desert planet or whatever. So, yeah. It's an interesting movie. But also, I think my favorite thing about Wrath of Khan is now uh, now all of the Freakazoid references are, yeah, are just like... That's what I assumed you were going to mention was Freakazoid. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> all of Gutierrez's is uh, stuff about he tasks me. Yes. <laughs> it's like yes, you task me, Freakazoid. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Whenever he got to that point, I was like, yes, this is why I'm watching this movie. Pretty much. Yeah. That and the uh, like weird earwigs that eat your brain. Yeah, and somehow they don't just eat your brain. They also let Khan mind control them somehow. I think I guess they just like I guess they eat the part of your brain that makes you disagree or something. I don't know. I don't because like Chekhov and a random black guy who I think is more important than that. But all all I know is I think he was the 
captain or something of the ship that Chekhov, or was Chekhov the cat? I don't know. Either way. He was he, a character. He was movie. a character. He gets the earwig put in him, and he is, like, trying to resist the mind control earwig. But Khan is, like, using this wristwatch thing and is, like, making him try to shoot people. So somebody shoots him instead. And then Chekhov's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then his earwig just pops. And then he falls over, and then the earwig comes out, and then they shoot the earwig. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, he could have just kind of avoided that whole situation if he had put up more of a fight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. And then he he doesn't, like, have any brain damage or anything after the fact. He's just kind of cool with the whole having his brain eaten. They don't even say if he has, like, hearing issues either. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the future. They've got, like, magic little rays that repair all that stuff maybe that's what that like weird little like thing is that bones uses on him yeah but like all star trek movies there was a point where i think both ships had their shields down and nobody thought to just teleport the other crew into space right yeah nobody ever does that (sighs) it's so frustrating I know that's like our default strategy for any yeah. Star Trek conflict is to just teleport the other crew into space. But yeah, I mean, you're sitting at the control. You're like, hey, Scott, and 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 Kirk has this whole business where he's like talking to Spock and stuff about making a plan in secret about what they're going to do to you know mess with these guys. And he tells one of the other guys, like, hey, guess what? There's a secret code. You put the secret code in. You can lower their shields. And it's like, great, Kirk, get with Spock or get with Scotty. Have him, you know, target even just like five people, just Khan and maybe like three people around Khan and be like, all right, when the shields go down, you shoot those guys into space. Well, all you really have to do is target Khan and then like the guys that are next to the button that puts the shields back on. No, it doesn't matter. They couldn't put the shields back on. They had no control over that. Oh, well, you, okay. You, you get those, you get Khan, and then you get the helmsman. You know, the guys who can fly that ship away from your ship. Mm-hmm. And then you just start, boom, 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 teleporting people into space and just watching them explode. It doesn't have to be into space. If you don't want to kill them, I guess you could teleport them, like, into the brig or whatever. No, they totally want to kill them because then they start firing on the ship to blow it up. Like... They want to kill these people. Space. (laughs) Maybe there's some kind of like weird Geneva Convention thing. We're not allowed to do that. I don't think the Geneva Convention or any kind of Federation guidelines about here's how to deal with Khan. Like, it's stupid. You think the the bets are off when it's it's specifically dealing with Khan? I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter because so often they break those rules anyway just to do whatever the crap they want. You know? Speaking of which... Okay, why didn't they? Why didn't they do that in the in, in the new movie Into Darkness? Like, they got I asked, they got onto their ship yes. where they could do it. Like, uh-huh. let's not bother going to the bridge and trying to fight guys with our bodies. Yeah, let's go to the transporter room and teleport those people just wherever the hell. Right, we're in this ship. We have access to all the crap in here. Let's just teleport everyone into space again, or or just be like, hey guys. Uh, 
hey, 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 uh, guys over in the other ship, um, get the brig ready. We're going to teleport their whole crew over to the brig, you know, and just do that. Yeah. There would have been a lot less drama at the end of the movie, though. Yeah. And then, whole, like, fight scene with the, the whole, like, ship crashing on the earth and everything. Right. Because who went, who all went over there? It, I mean, it was Kirk and Khan. Yeah, that's it. But then Scotty was there. Scotty he was, was like, there. He was already there. Yeah, he could. Oh my god! Yeah, he could have just teleported. He could have done that single handedly if he had a good enough like gun and was sneaking around good enough. Like, and clearly he could because he got to the freaking you know wherever the storage room. room. He got to the engine room to turn it off. He got to storage and he got to engine room. Like he He could have gone to all of that and just been like, okay, everybody on this ship is just gone. Hey guys, hey, I've got a real fun idea. I'm just going to teleport everybody into space. Everybody's dead now. You know, that was trying to kill us because they're all in space now. Done. Movie over. <laughs> and this is why we can never be allowed to write a Star Trek movie because it would it would basically be like, where are their shields? Target whatever the thing their shields is and then just teleport them out into space. You know? Yeah. That's like the cleanest thing you can do because if you shoot the ship... Enough to just damage it, then, you know. I don't also, know. Also, how does the whole teleportation thing work? Can you teleport, like, how about we just start teleporting chunks of ship off of it? Let's off just, like, puncture a hole into the bridge by teleporting, like, this part of the ship, not <laughs> not next to that part of the ship. Teleport anymore. the roof off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, like, how does that exactly work? Can you do that? Do you have to have one of those, like, little beep, beep, beep things on your No, you ship? definitely don't have to have one of those one of those things, one of the beep, beep, beep. And they teleport regular junk all the time. You know, they teleport like equipment and things. They just need some kind of quote unquote target lock business. And then they can, whatever that is, they can teleport. So yeah, broadside of ship, target that. And then it just teleport chunks of ship. Yeah. Or just teleport that chunk of ship, like five feet lower, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or teleport that chunk of ship on the bridge. And then they're just like, Oh, I've been crushed by, by ballast. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That made... Oh, so speaking of teleportation... like Okay, so hold on. Yes. Okay, go ahead. In the Trouble with Tribbles, don't they teleport all the Tribbles onto, like, the Klingon ship yeah, at the end? Like that. Yeah, S- See? That's when they use it, whenever it's a goof. But right. it's, like, not whenever it really could be useful. Yes, they only use this power to annoy... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what were you going to say about teleporting? I, you know, just because, you know, I'm a dork or whatever, I randomly think about superpowers. Right. And I had this, like, thought about, okay, like, say, like, X-Men 2, whenever he's talking about, like, Nightcrawler's talking about his power, like, he has to see where he's going when he teleports. Because he could accidentally teleport into a wall or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I was wondering, like, okay, so what... So the problem is, like, you're teleporting to the wall, like, you get stuck in it, or you're, you combine with the matter. Like, what is the, what is the problem with teleporting into a solid something? What's the problem with being partially inside of a wall? Yeah. So is it just that, does it, like, kill you because you've melded with it somehow? I want you to explain to me why you think this is a problem, and then I will answer with another quandary. Uh... I don't think it would kill him immediately. Maybe if he like teleported and his 
his head got stuck in a rock. Maybe that would be a problem because, but the thing about Nightcrawler's teleporting thing, though, the way I understand it is he basically opens a door to another dimension and then walks to and from that. Like he forms some sort of rift outside of our current space time and then like pops in and out of there. It's not that he like dematerializes. He never become. It's not like Kitty Pride who could get stuck on a wall if she phased and then stopped phasing because she sneezed or something. I don't know, but yeah. So I don't think maybe he's just a scaredy cat and he thinks he would teleport into something and get stuck. Well, how about just some other, like you know. Say starship beaming or something like that. Oh, some yeah. other, some other thing. Give me some yeah. other. No, yeah, with the starship beaming, yeah, because it is like deconstructing and reconstructing their particles. So if it is misaligned or something, I think you could get like stuck into a thing, and then it would once you're stuck in the thing, then it would be harder to understand. Hey, okay, so which one is? Jeff and which one like which Adam is Jeff and which Adam is this door you know okay see I always wonder if like is the problem because you're gonna die instantly because your like lungs or whatever is full of door or whatever you teleport halfway through or something like that because my my question is wouldn't teleporting anywhere except into a vacuum be deadly because if I teleport across the room to an empty space, there is still air there, and I'm going to immediately get a bunch of air, like, In into my veins and die of an embolism. Uh, yeah? Like, I, I mean, we're talking about magic, anyway. I don't know, but... <laughs> no, sometimes it's science. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, to some extent, I feel... Uh, like, I would want to... I, I don't know. I, I'd have to read what they've... I'm sure there's, like, deeper lore about how people think the whole Star Trek teleporting thing works. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of think of it like 3D printing works, where it just kind of goes like, okay, you know, here's all of this, like, man dust, and I'm going to make this man out of it, you know, and then it just kind of... You know, and makes all the pieces... <laughs> So it actually murders you and recreates you somewhere else every time. Well, you know, that's I think there's a paper written on that or something about the ethics of teleportation. And like Uh if you are deconstructed and you come become reconstructed on the other end. Are you still you? Because now you're made out of maybe a different compilation of atoms. And so is your consciousness you know, like, wh- how does how does that speak to, like, some people's understanding of the soul and that kind of thing? I was about thing. to say, like, I just imagine the title of this paper is, Can You Teleport a Soul? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, then, and then that becomes, like, some kind of a, some kind of, like, a folk song. Yeah. And that's kind of, that. that's like that, uh, David Bowie movie. Um... The Prestige. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the David Bowie movie. I don't know how you remember it. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of asking a similar question. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so this is still in beta, which I'm, I'm, you know, I think all of our talk about the, like naming this podcast and like the name of that, the website currently is, I say website loosely because right now it's still just a splash page. Uh Um, yeah, I was telling, uh, I was telling Phil about how I have the URL for game tweens and he's like, I don't think that's going to attract the kind of people who would be interested in listening to your podcast. And I'm like, all right. Cause it is kind of an in joke within the podcast. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> but I'm also not super sold on the, the name still in beta because it doesn't like, I was thinking about it today and I was like, this doesn't really, doesn't really mean anything. It's just like, I I kind of came up with it because that's what I named like our half-baked first episode that I never put out anywhere because uh-huh. I was like, this is still real rough. <laughs> like it only recorded half the conversation. So, so you're and... saying it's kind of like if any if any show was to name itself Shaky Pilot Episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Would you watch a show called Shaky Pilot that was not about Michael J. Fox <laughs> flying planes? Damn it. <laughs> that was. Yeah? Yeah. Uh huh. Was... I had to cut you off with the pass there. Yeah. All right. You beat me to it. <laughs> but um, probably yes. I probably still would. Yeah, because I, I mean, I'd at least watch the first episode just to see what it's about. <laughs> yeah, and to see how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> Is that turbulence? Sorry, folks. Just, just had a little bout there. <laughs> well, it's, that's bad. That's, that's going down a bad road. It's <laughs> co-pilot Muhammad Ali. Ah. Oh! <laughs> And he's he's just a corpse now, so that's right. I don't know. I think he's dead. Maybe. I I assume every celebrity is dead. <laughs> dead <laughs> until proven alive. Yes. Until I see them again in something, I just assume it's what happened. How's old Whoopi Goldberg dead? She is dead. No, definitely not, because I saw her on some something. This is track two. Recently. Oh. Sistrack 2, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty recent. I'm pretty sure Sistrack 2 was, like, came out last year or something. Uh, but, like, Alex Winter is definitely dead. Um, no, he's not. He's working on Bill and Ted 3. I don't believe it. I won't believe that. I don't believe that that's going to happen until it happens. Like I, all I, sequels. I, I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying he's working on it. Okay. <laughs> Whether or not he's being paid to do it, yeah, he is working on it. Uh-huh. Whether or not, <laughs> whether or not it gets released in theaters, or whether or not he actually gets Keanu Reeves to film any part of it with him, yeah, yeah, Keanu Reeves hasn't shown up. Uh, yes, yeah, so. just 
He's filming it on a green screen, which is green sheets he's set up in his room. And he's just thinking to himself, I'll get Keanu in there. I'll fix it in post. I'll just put Keanu in there. Like, he, he's got, like, a mop and, with a bucket face on it as, like, one of the princesses. Buckethead Wendy. Yeah. And, the, yeah, the other one's just, like, a, a, you know, a, a my size Barbie. And, like, those are his. <laughs> yeah. That's a really uh, dark picture we've painted for Alex Winter. Well, Prove that... me wrong, Alex Winter. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that he's dead, like I said. Yeah. Which is maybe a little bit darker. <laughs> maybe. That's a tough call. <laughs> he's also working on Lost Boys, too. Yeah. No, that's actually a movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. And I'm pretty sure only Corey Feldman was in it. Because I want to say that Corey Haim, who's actually dead, was dead at the time. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Yeah. You know I had a friend who repossessed his car? <laughs> so- sorry. Sorry. My first thought was... Was <laughs> was about demonic possession, <laughs> and I just like went. So, yeah, went I just went straight to somebody Christine car. Yeah, I, I, where Corey Haim no, came no. back to life in your friend's car. Like that's where my brain went. Uh, no, no, repossessed, not possessed. It's that movie license to drive all over again. <laughs> only this time, he's the car. <laughs> License to drive to. <laughs> now that's a sequel I'd watch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Corey Feldman's car. But yes, it's the same thing, basically. Oh, okay. Okay, so not even Corey Haim. Yeah. Okay. Again, that, that's like my... <laughs> that's my closest celebrity tie. <laughs> Someone I know who repossessed Corey Feldman's car. Oh, man. That's a good story. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. Did, did it have that Michael Jackson leather jacket in the back seat? I don't know. Oh, man. Corey Feldman. I told you about my idea for, uh, uh, for Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, uh, Movie, a movie based on the lives of Corey Haim and Corey Feldman. Mm-mm. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. It's called uh, it's called CIA Corey's in Action. Okay, and it's about how Corey Haim and Corey Feldman were secretly CIA agents who were infiltrating some kind of. Uh, but they were they were like they were on different assignments. Right. And so they come together and they're both working on like Lost Boys and stuff and they meet up and then they're like, you know, they have one of those situations where they're like both trying to like, you know, follow the same tale and then they start getting in each other's way. And then they're like, you know, uh, you know, you're you're just, you know, you're boss, bo- botching up my mission and stuff. And <clears throat> I, I feel like the CIA, if they were both CIA agents, that the logistics of it, that they should maybe be a little bit more aware of each other's mission. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, it's like they're uh, they're uh, you know 
that's how that's how the organiz- that's how the organization works is you know the right oh. hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing so secret yeah that they don't even know what they're doing right and so they're both they're both trying to infiltrate this this these different like uh you know uh criminal organizations and and through and through, like, through hollywood and so, so there is keeper Sutherland like leading some kind of communist cell and that's what... <laughs> oh that's a great that's great <laughs> i gotta write that down <laughs> okay so yeah so court but so yeah the only problem now is that Corey Haim's dead but like that the kid whenever i watched that tron uh tron legacy I was like, that kid looks a heck of a lot like Corey Haim. Like he could be my Corey Haim in this in this Corey's in action movie. And uh yeah, so But then, you know, at the by the end of the movie they're they're buddies, and that's how you can lead into CIA two. Uh where it's just like a buddy mm-hmm. buddy movie. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't told you about that before. It sounds familiar now, now that you said it. Corey's in action, I think I've definitely heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know the full extent of the plan. Some of that I made up right now, but... Oh, okay. But uh, the the base idea was, was, was pretty... was there. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you want to talk about video games? Uh, I guess. Theoretically, that's what this podcast is about. <laughs> Uh, okay. Have you been playing any? Um, I have, but I haven't really been playing a lot of new games. Um, I've been playing some more of that Starbound. Um. I don't remember what that is. So. Oh, right. That's the, um, that's the not Minecraft 2D space, not Minecraft. Right. If you, so you're not familiar with Terraria at all. No, I remember. I've seen, I've seen you play that or something. Okay. Yeah. So. So Starbound is basically like the guys that made Terraria made this, which is space traveling, um, and it's a lot. It's Terraria in space, so you got a ship and you fly around, and uh, it's technically still an early release, early access, early access, <coughs> which is still I don't understand because like the game seems totally playable, but. I guess they're still technically adding stuff. I think what they're doing is they put it in early access and they're letting people mod it like crazy. And then the mods that they like, maybe they're putting into the game. I thought the whole... So it seems to me that the whole point of early access is to get suckers to pay for the game before it's done so that they can make money off of those suckers. (laughs) And then... uh, and then maybe add stuff. It sounds like this team's adding stuff, but other teams have not. And they just don't make any real changes. They maybe patch it to where it works, like, it, where, where it just runs reliably, and then they just say, okay, that's version one. See, and then they I release still, it. I, if, it's, if it's help us pay to finish the game, okay, that's fine. That's still better than Kickstarter, which is give us money to make a game that we maybe don't make. Right. Give us give us money in the hopes that you'll get one of these reward items, and most of these are contingent upon us actually finishing the product, but that may not happen. Right. 
like Broken Age. And there was also who's um, the guy that makes Psychonauts. Yeah, that's what we Tim Schafer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was what you're talking about, right? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Give us money for this game called Broken Age. It's going to be a point and click adventure. Okay, here's half of it, or or part of it. Now give us more money, because we spent it all on other things. Not necessarily <laughs> this game, or anything reasonable. <laughs> we spent it all on hats. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it is basically a complete game. But it's, I mean, again, the game is totally playable, and... It's cheaper than, I guess, the assumed asking price when it's not in early access. So it's not $60. Yes. <clears throat> well, these the, this company never, as far as I know, they don't ever make $60 games. They're always like $20 or something. Oh. So, so it's not even $20. Yeah, it was, like, it was like $15 or something. Oh, okay. For right now, and I think it's going to go up to 20 when it's not in early access, and who knows when that will happen. Yeah. So that's it? Like that? Well, that, and then I just, I started playing a game randomly, like, before you came over here. That terrible card game? Yeah. Well, it's like, you know how it is, kind of, where you have a whole bunch of, you you bought a couple of packs of things on Steam, it's like, here's 50 games, and you really just wanted these three, but we gave you, like, ten others, and you've got stuff, and you're like, what the hell is that? And so I just clicked one and installed it to see what the heck it was and I've basically gotten all I need to out of it now. Yeah, I, that happened um, with a couple of those Humble Bundles where I'm like, oh, I can I can get FTL for essentially $3 <clears throat> instead of, you know, 15 or something, whatever the real price is. But I also get these eight other games and I don't know what they, what they are, but... Yeah, so that's why I have in my list something called the Gianna Sisters or whatever. Yeah, I have a couple other games games like that. And I played, like, the first Humble Bundle that I bought, I tried to play, like, all of the games. And some of them I played as, like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's video games. <laughs> <laughs> it's like movies, you know, regardless of who makes them, you're going to get a lot more crub, crummy stuff than you are going to get, you know, gems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get some of those games, you're like, this feels very student project. Yeah. Kind of. Like jazz punk. I got that, I got that in the Humble Bundle. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I've been playing, um, so I got, uh, I got a few games over the break and I, I played through the, uh, the, the main mission of Ground Zeroes, the Metal Gear game. I still cannot tolerate that title. Did it explain the title? No, not, no, nothing mentioned the phrase Ground Zeroes, other than the name of that mission, is called Ground Zeroes. Did anybody in the Nobody game... Nobody says it. Nobody says about... Ground Zeroes. The, so the, t- the name is never uttered in the game? Not that I know of. And, so, and, this, and is, this is a Metal Gear game, right? 
Yeah. So there's about 7,000 hours of video footage and no. gameplay? No. Oh, so it's not a Metal Gear game. No, it's a Metal Gear game. You might be asking yourself, Metal Gear? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was... Uh, is it Metal M-E-D-A-L? Like, this is some new franchise? <laughs> no, it, it's not like an honorary gear. Like, here's your, here's your, here's your Metal Gear. Uh-huh. Um, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's, there's, there is an opening cutscene for this mission, and then there is a closing cutscene for this mission, and they're about, like, maybe four minutes total, but I played the first mission for, like, three and a half hours, because, well, what some of it was me just kind of, like, how do I play this game now? Because it doesn't, it's like an over the shoulder camera. Um, it's not a top down thing. You don't have radar. Well, <clears throat> you don't have like a radar mini map thing. It's closer to like how three did where you, where you have to like bring up a separate radar. Only this isn't even like an item that you can equip. It's like you have to, it's one of essentially one of the, um, it's the not pause screen. You know, it's like where you go to check your inventory and stuff is also your your map. Does it pause the game? No, uh, <laughs> like everything. And so, and that's another interesting thing is like you you bring this thing. When you can, uh, you can with your binoculars, you can kind of like Far Cry tag enemies and stuff, and they will pop up on your radar. So when you bring your radar up, you can see everybody moving around in their patrols and stuff. Everybody you've tagged. Uh, and this includes like trucks and other some other points of interest. Um, bees. There, I didn't find bees. Oh. Uh, I would tag those because I just want to make sure I know where they are. Well, definitely because uh, having history with bees, they're they're real bastards. So, uh, <clears throat> but uh, you so you can tag these people. Uh, you can. One of the things they've added is you can you could always sneak up behind people and like get them in a chokehold. But now while you have them in a chokehold, you can interrogate them and they'll tell you things like, hey, I know where some ammo is and it'll put that on your map or, hey, here's where some of my buddies are patrolling and it'll put them on the map. So it's pretty cool because that's using that. I found um, some more some more weapons and like some buildings that looked like just like um it just looked like portables oh, so like, you're gonna say cardboard box no i didn't find a cardboard box oh wow but I, I didn't play all of the missions either so there's probably a cardboard box somewhere um it's weird to think of a metal gear game without a cardboard box um and i know they exist because i've seen them in the trailers so uh <clears throat> you can get information you can find all this stuff on the map, and uh, but also like the uh, the time of day and the weather and stuff affects people's sight lines. So you no longer have the like vision cone stuff that was in all of the other games either. You you just have to you can tag people, and that's super helpful. But you have to just be like much more on your guard about where people are and like using the sounds of people walking around to know that someone's around this corner or, you know, those kinds of 
cues for things. <clears throat> but one thing they've done to kind of ease that ease you into this new way of playing is they've added a thing called reflex mode where when you you know when you get caught and like the exclamation point comes up, you have um, you have a brief period of time where it dips into like a bullet time mode, and then you can use that to um, either run up and like punch or choke the guy if it's just one guy, or like if he's too far away, you know, shoot him with a tranquilizer or a dart or a regular gun or something. So so they've added this, and you can turn that off. That's like a that's. A difficulty option outside of the actual difficulty settings. That's a loser mode. But uh, <laughs> but that's super helpful. Um, but yeah, it's it's and it looks amazing, and it runs at like like it's got a really smooth frame rate, but it also looks fantastic. It's a really cool little demo. But that is kind of what it is 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 a demo because it doesn't give you everything up front, and it only gives you this one. While it's a while it's a pretty substantially sized map, it is just the one map, and you can do like a dozen different missions inside them. But uh, like that first mission took me three hours. Like one of the other missions took me um, like thirty minutes. So if you you know want to invest time into like doing these other missions and like getting. Uh, little bits of like the story leading that like bridges because this basically bridges the weird portable like PSP uh, game called Peace Walker with Metal Gear 5 like the full game that kind of like bridges that storyline which if you haven't played Peace Walker they offer like a little story thing to kind of lead you into okay, so here's this kid named Chico, and here's this other chick named Paz. And it's like, this is why you're going to this island, you know. Um, because if I, if, I hadn't, if I hadn't watched a Let's Play for Peace Walker and then read this, like, supporting document or whatever, I would have no idea why I was doing this mission or why these people were supposed to be important to Snake. Mm-hmm. So... So you actually watch those plays? Yeah, some, sometimes. Pretty much just from, like, a couple of... Um, actually, just more... Well, I've watched a few. And, uh, like, a few different... But but the people who make them, there's, like, a couple of people who I've watched um, pretty regularly. Yeah. One One person I'm actually subscribed on their YouTube channel... <clears throat> Because they make interesting um, things. I know. I just. I can't. I don't get it. I. I cannot. Bring myself to think that that's interesting. So like, like to me, it's like the equivalent of, like when you were kids, when we were kids, and like we didn't have video games, and a friend would invite you over to show you this new video game that he got, and it basically like. You thought that that meant you got to come over and play the video game, but what actually happens is you go over there and just sit on the couch while he plays the video game for like three hours, and every time you ask to like play, he's just like, okay, just after this last part, and then he keeps doing that, and then you're like, fine, fuck it, and you go home. Like, that to me is like what, I, I don't, I don't want to watch somebody else play a video game. Yeah, 
I I understand that idea, and I was definitely in that camp initially. Uh, like when people started doing let's plays, and then I realized what they were. I was like, why would I? Why would I want to watch somebody else play the video game? Right. Um, so in some cases, I'll, I'll I'll say there's there's basically two main reasons I watch. Uh, one, uh, and these cases, they're the the videos. And the people in question who make the videos are uh, both informative about like the game or the background of the game and the production of it, that they answer uh, some questions about um, different aspects of the game. Or uh, so, like, I watched a Let's Play of. By the same guy, the same YouTube guy. Uh, he goes, his name's Chip Cheesem, and so. Is there other reasons for me not watching? <clears throat> uh, so I watched a Metal Gear Solid Four Let's Play, uh, and the, it was eye-opening because I played Metal Gear Solid Four, and I thought I knew pretty much in in and out like how that game worked. But then this guy plays through it, and it's and he's talking about like all of these different systems that I didn't know existed. Like there's, uh, like a there's like a factions system running in that game, that's like between these militia people and the people that you're trying to stop. And if you, it turns out like there's different areas where I thought I just had to like sneak through, and I thought everybody was going to shoot me. Um, so I like. I'm just like sneaking around trying to not get caught and just like, like tranquilizing anybody who gets in my way basically. And that's how I get through these maps. But then he goes through them and he actually helps the militia to take down the bad guys. And then the militia starts to help him out and starts to react to him. And he can like trade items with them and get stuff from them. And, uh, they'll like be happy to see him whenever he comes around. And it's, and I'm like, Holy crap. This is a whole different like way to look at this game that I wouldn't have known about if I hadn't watched this video. Um, I mean, the other thing is like the guy who makes them is is pretty funny, uh, and so like it's usually him and another person, like a co person who's not playing the game but is also just watching it with them during the production of these videos. Um, there was another let's play that I watched for Mercenaries Two, which is this really buggy old game um and so i watched a a co-op playthrough of that and that was hilarious like pretty much every episode was was funny and so it was like okay so i'm not just watching like people play this bad game i'm watching these people who like are actually entertaining to watch and playing the game happens to be like the thing that they're that they're doing you know, <laughs> uh, like like they're entertaining in their own right, and then but then they're like the I guess the subject matter of like what they talk about and the goofs they make and stuff is is the is in the game, like that's it provides them opportunities to be funny. So is it like mystery science theater or something for the game? In some respects, yeah. There's some of that. I don't think that's funny either, though. Uh, 
Yeah, and and so the other reason I watch some of these is because I'm interested in a game, but I know, I, but I will, I like, am going into it knowing I will never actually play the game myself. So there was a game that I just finished watching a let's play of for that called uh, the Wonderful One Hundred One, right? And it's a game for the Wii U, and I will never buy a Wii U, so I'm probably not going to ever play this game. But I also thought it was an interesting idea, and so I watched this, and it turned out to be a pretty funny game. Uh, that so yeah, it's just like a game I'll never play, and so I'll just like have that going in the background while I'm doing something else, you know, while I'm working out or something. So, so that's why I watch Let's Plays. I can't answer for you why people watch PewDiePie. Because that man is uh, awful. Just an awful person. Yeah, so that's... I never even heard of that person until until that South Park episode came out. But... I don't even know what the South Park episode is. It's on the internet. It's free to watch. You should go look at it. But, yeah, there was a South Park episode where the, like, older kids, like Stan and Kyle were uh, trying to get uh, Kyle's little brother. I can't remember what his name is. I don't know. Anyway, he's trying to, he, he wanted to get his brother to play a video game with him. Is but, that the baby who's Canadian? Yeah, the little Canadian baby. I must say Canadian bacon. But, <laughs> <laughs> yes, the little Canadian bacon baby. Um, and his, his like, kindergartner friends were all... They They said that, like, Playing video games was for old people, and that kids all just watch Let's Plays of other people playing video games and commenting on them. And that was like the future of what video games was. <laughs> and and Stan got really upset because they called him Grandpa for wanting to play video games and not getting it and thinking that it was stupid. Mm. Yeah, I don't think Let's Plays are... I don't think that's... That is insane. I mean, clearly it, it that was the joke, you know, but... Yeah. I don't think anybody actually thinks that. Right. And then Cartman became somebody who commented on PewDiePie. So he was, like, doing comments of comments, and that became, like, the new future or something like that. Oh yeah. But yes. If like, like, no, that's a that's a real thing. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I assume like the way that Cartman was acting was kind of the way that PewDiePie does in his videos, and and yes, if that's the way that that he is, then I don't understand how people can stand to like hear that for more than a couple of minutes. Yeah, I think you'd be surprised how many people, like how many of the more um youtube famous uh let's play people most i think most of them are just like vloggers like video bloggers and then part of their like one branch of their um franchise i guess is the video game playing aspect where they just usually play video games poorly and they um, they just say some stuff, some dumb stuff, or yell a lot, and they just like 
mind-numbingly irritating. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, most of what I've seen from the the people who have, like, millions of subscribers. Like, they're just asinine idiots who don't know what they're doing. And, yeah. Like, I watched one. A friend of mine was showing me. He was like, look at this, you know, look at this chick's uh, Portal 2 Let's Play. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll do that. And she, like, 20 minutes of her playing this is is walking around not understanding one of the more like one of the the earlier more simple like put a block on a button puzzles and it's just blowing my mind it's like she can't get through this door because she's so dumb <laughs> just doesn't get it yeah <clears throat> doesn't also doesn't see the graphic of the block the button I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's one of those people that's like, okay, I get it. That's why they have to put pictures of pickles on the McDonald's, you know, cash register, you know? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no, if that's your exposure to Let's Plays, then I understand why you're like, oh, yeah, Let's Plays are the worst thing because in this South Park episode, they showed one of the worst offenders of bad Let's Plays. Who's also some are very famous. And who's also one of the worst offenders of being a human. <laughs> but that guy makes like $4 million off YouTube or something. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even know it was possible to make money off of YouTube. You didn't know that? Well, I knew it was technically there's ways that you can like put, say, have advertising and get paid, but... I didn't think that meant you could actually make money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're some of these people and that's a whole industry out in L.A. Like they have companies that will help you sign deals with certain uh, you can you basically sign up with a production company and they will uh, market you as a YouTuber and uh, part you'll you'll partner up with other companies to do more or less sponsorships for, for products and stuff. Like it might be a car company or, you know, you might just be partnering with YouTube itself, but yeah, it's a, there's a whole process that you can go through to become a YouTube personality and, um, they'll connect you with other YouTubers. So, uh, you know, if somebody like PewDiePie is like, he's like, Hey, you know, this is my friend, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, now, now you've got like a million people like yeah. Then you go check out your yeah, and it's like you put they put a little annotation in their YouTube video, <laughs> and it's like click here to check out his videos and rem- remember to like and subscribe his videos and stuff. And like people, okay, so now I understand how people like that are famous because if that's what's happened and it's become this whole industry, then it's just like every other entertainment industry where mm-hmm. talent and quality have nothing to do with being popular and it's all just about marketing and networking. Uh, yeah, that yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's it's just putting this stuff out there and so those are the people that get the exposure so that the people who are consuming that kind of entertainment are like, "Oh, these are the people who are there for me to you know." Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just like music, it's just like television. It's, it's all 
It's all the same thing. Okay. They've turned internet video into what everything else is. Right. This thing that was supposed to be uh, user-driven content as far as, like, popularity and likes and that sort of thing has been completely bastardized and marketed and turned into this same shitty crap that everything else gets turned into. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me hate the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's their tube. Yes. Um, so, yeah. You know, that's... that's. But, yeah. But the people that I watch are actually entertaining and or, and or informative. And that's why I watch their videos. I've also been playing Diablo 3 on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> I was playing that... So I made the mistake of playing that on normal for the first two acts. And it turns out that normal is chump mode. <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't... Well, so I'm used to... Again, I, I played Diablo 3 once and hated it. And it was back when it was... Before they got rid of the money mark, the money auction house and all that stuff. Yeah. Apparently they've done all kinds of things to fix it, but I'm still like, fuck you, you you made a shitty game that I hated, and I never want to go back to it again. But, uh, there, yeah, like, I mean, in Diablo 2, you had to beat the game on normal difficulty to unlock the higher difficulty. So you're saying you can start on hard difficulty. Yeah, I think you can start on normal or hard. And I was playing through normal and it was like, wow, I'm rare I'm rarely losing health. And so I got to act two because there were, you know, I I went up against uh, Belial or whatever, and I just kind of stood there and beat on his face and like was just like holding down X and like pushing the other ones whenever their cooldown ended and it was just like, okay, yeah, just keep smacking him in the face and i yeah and so that that was how i got through act two and was like wow okay this game is pretty easy and i was talking to a friend of mine and he was like yeah you should put it on hard and i was like okay yeah i I guess i can just you know change the difficulty whenever i want and so yeah you have to play through hard basically it's like normal's easy hard's normal and you have to unlock the further difficulty levels. You have to unlock hard. Yeah. You have to unlock... Nightmare. Nightmare, right? which is hard. Okay. So I, sw- I toggled over to hard. And it's like night and day. Like, it's still... Because of the equipment and, and stuff that I have and the level I'm at, it's still mostly easy. But I lose health now. <laughs> and I actually have to think about where I'm standing for some of the enemy special attacks and things. So it's like, oh, geez, now I'm playing a video game. I wasn't doing that earlier. I was just kind of like walking around holding X. It's like I was playing Final Fantasy 13 or something. Walking down hallways, holding the X button. But uh, They've made that for, for PC now. I saw it on Steam. Yeah. So I guess that would now around holding down the mouse button. Maybe, unless you plug in a controller. You can plug in a PS4 controller. Then you can hold down X if you want. Whether it recognizes the glyphs for the PS4 controller, I, I would guess it's unlikely. Um, I'm not even sure if you can adjust the resolution yet without having to have some kind of third-party hack. 
but I don't know. I'm never playing that game again, so. But, yeah. So, yeah, Diablo 3, it's pretty fun. I mean, right now it just... Now it just feels like X-Men Legends to me. So, I don't know. I don't know. You should you should try it again. Yeah. Like, it, when I get another controller, you can come over and we, we'll play it. Okay, well, here's a question for you. Have you found any items that are good? Yeah, a bunch. Like, have you found a unique item? Uh-huh. What the I've destroyed unique items because I've found so many. Yeah, see, I beat the whole game and didn't even find uh, a set item. Like, the best I found, I think, was rare. And that was it. Did and they I, have the, the crafting system? Uh, I don't know. Explain it. Uh, so you, you, you know, you find all, you find like white, yellow, blue, uh, orange items, Mm -hmm. uh, and you take them to this dude and he can break them down for you into elements. And then you can find, you can either train him into, uh, having certain kinds of equipment or you can find uh, plans that are that are sometimes random drops from mobs or th- or thing or bosses. No, definitely none of that. Oh, okay. Well, so that's one of the cooler things that they've added, I guess, is the crafting stuff. Because that's like early early game. That's basically where I was getting most of my equipment. Was I would find all this equipment that I'm like, ah, it doesn't have the stats that I want. So I'll just break it down, break down everything I can, and sell the rest if I can't break it down. And then craft my own items. And usually I have enough crafting materials that I can... It'll What it'll do is you'll have like an item and it'll have its base. Like, okay, so here's your armor. It has base armor this. And then it'll say, like, if, it's, if you're making a yellow, it'll be like, this has, you know, between four and six random attributes. Depends on the plan that you have. And it'll just randomly assign, like, plus, you know, plus X strength plus this number vitality and then maybe like also it does this to your cooldowns or it has a socket in it or something and so those will be the attributes that you get random rolls for but uh yeah that's how i was getting a lot of my but you can you know you can make that item more than once because if, if you don't get the stats you like you can just make it again yeah that sounds a lot better that but uh, i still hate it never gonna play it again well, it's pretty fun. I think you should play it again. Nah. I already got <laughs> to the story. I thought it was dumb, so I'm over it. Yeah, I'm in Act 3. I don't know... I don't know what seems so dumb about it. It doesn't seem any less dumb than what I knew about the Diablo storyline to begin with. Yeah. Like, so what I remember about Diablo 2, because I have no idea what Diablo 1 was other than, there's Diablo, and you're a dude... Kill him. Uh, so in this game, and I remember in two, in two, the game starts off with the dude from one, right? And he's got a the soul stone of with yes. Diablo in it in his brain. Yes. And then it like takes over that dude's body or something, and he becomes basically Diablo again. Yeah, he's like slowly getting possessed by it as he travels. And you're like you're like trailing him through each act, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it's like I'm Diablo again, and then you have to defeat him. 
Yeah. And then later on, there's another one, like Baal, the Lord of Destruction, right? Yes. Okay. And somewhere in there is Mephisto or something. I remember that yes. name. Yeah. Okay. So this game, it seems just as dumb. You know, you've got, like, all of the other lords well, okay, of hell here's, are, here's are dead, and you're like... like the character... Like, here, here, okay, here's my issue. Is that I feel like the heroes in Diablo 2 are clearly way more badass than the heroes in Diablo 3. Because the heroes in Diablo 2 are chasing down the prime evils, and they run into all of them and kill all of them and destroy them. And then in Diablo 2, it's like, you're just beating off all these, you know, you're like going and killing all these chumps that took over after the actual bad guys are dead. And so you just basically, these guys are just killing all the leftovers the whole time. I it's guess. Like, I... It's like if, it's like it's, if you played a Star Wars game and you go kill Darth Vader and the Emperor and then you play the Star Wars 2 game and you go kill, like, one of those British officer dudes. <laughs> like, that's what that is. It's like, oh, I'll take over now. Like, whatever. Who the, who the fuck? Who cares? You know, like, those British guys that kept getting strangled, killed. Like, you take your... That's the, that's the second movie is you're going and killing those guys. That's why I thought it was dumb. And then it's like, oh, well, let's come up with this, like, completely ridiculous, contrived thing that didn't exist before now to bring Diablo back at the end of the, of the game. Spoilers. Spoilers, yeah. You <laughs> Spoilers, the game Spoilers, named Diablo. Spoilers, Diablo in a game called Diablo. Yeah. Um, I guess, so that's all the black soulstone business, where they're like, we've got all the bad guys trapped in this in this thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's not going to come back to bite us in the ass later. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was going to, I thought that was going to backfire more immediately, though. <laughs> Like, whenever we found it, I was like, wait, you've got all five of them trapped in that thing? Not anymore, right? It's just going to bust open right now, right? Yeah. Now? No. Yeah, and that didn't happen. So I was like, well, it's yeah. going to happen. It's going to bust open at some point, and I'm going to have to fight everybody in it. So, I don't know. I guess not having played any of the other ones, it this one this one felt like... I don't know. It felt like it felt the same to me. <laughs> it felt the same it, as something you're not familiar with. It felt from what I remembered about you playing through two, this didn't seem any dumber. Okay. And it didn't seem any less. Um, I guess less. What, what would you say? Dramatic or less like the characters don't seem lesser for defeating these other like ancient evils mm -hmm. because to like in my in my eyes they're they're on par with everybody else like they're the, they're the, they're the they're the same thing you know but i guess if i had to put it into story power level stuff that i do understand I guess it would be like why because in the in the Lord of the Rings lore Sauron and the Balrog are both technically 
Balrogs. Like, they're basically the same tier of underling under Melkor or whatever that guy was named, right? Under, you, did you ever read that? No? No, I didn't read any of that stuff, really. Okay, so. Theories, you guys, me read a book. <sighs> all right, so, anyway, they're, they're, they're not really described that way, and I don't think in the, you know, the actual books with real story in them, you know, like the Lord of the Rings books. Is this just like the Silmarillion, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. history this is, Yeah, this is the Silmarillion stuff. Okay, so is it like, is it like a lead angel and a lead demon or something kind of comparison with Sauron and, or, or, no, I guess not Sauron. But. It's like, okay, so there's like, there's like the ultimate creator, and then there's the next step down, then there's the next step down, and that's where like, Sauron and uh, Saruman and Gandalf and the Balrog, they're all like on that tier. That's right, yeah. So like, like three down or two down from the top, right? Okay. And so, but it's like, oh, you know, Gandalf and Saruman, like they can't handle Sauron on their own, right? They'll get messed up. But Gandalf can take down Balrog. Right. So that's that's my understanding of like, you know, like so in this analogy, Sauron would be Diablo and the Balrog would be Belial or something. Right. Like he's technically same tier as this other guy, but the other guy is still still more more of a badass. Yeah. See, that's totally not the way that they showed it. It was like. Basically, Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale were all a level above every, everybody else. Okay, because that's not how they presented in three. They don't. They even call them lesser evils, don't they? I don't. Mm, I don't think so. They're they, prime evils, and then you're either a prime evil or you're not. If you're not a prime evil, then you're a lesser evil. You're not like a like a secondary evil. No. Like a like a like the green of evils. <laughs> the green of evils. No, um, I don't know because in you're the, the in snake the, of evils, or you're the mashed potatoes, and the other everybody else was the mashed potatoes. In the in like the cinematics and stuff, like as Modan calls them his brothers and stuff, and so it's like okay, they're all on the same. It feels like they're all in the same tier, and Tyrael seems to talk about them all as if they're all one club of bad guys. The cinematics are cool, though. Like, they're real. Blizzard, uh, Blizzard sure can churn those out. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, if if somehow they made that guy, they did that by changing the story. Or, or by changing the lore of the universe. Because, oh, now we're going to add this other guy. Even though there were only three primevals, now we're going to add some fourth dude. Yeah, I mean, that... Which fun, is, sure. Which is also dumb and bad storytelling. Yeah, like this story acts as if they always existed, mm-hmm. but to, I guess, didn't. But I mean, what if you were? What if you had were to find out that there was some sort of like story bible for Diablo, and in that there's like this whole legion of, you know, equally matched demons. Well, it depends. Was it written when Diablo 3 came out, or was it written in 2000, 
when the other game came out. It was written before Diablo 1 came out. <laughs> that seems that seems unlikely. Well, Diablo 1 was just, here's monsters, go kill. I mean, that's what this game is. When you break it down, that's what all these games are. They're just, here's a pile of monsters, blow up the pile of monsters, mm-hmm. you know. And that's the enjoyable part of this game. That and, like, you know, doing the crafting stuff and finding the items and things. like. Yeah, so all the stuff that didn't exist right to the game. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it controls completely differently because it's on a console and not a stupid... Click, 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 Because you can't stand clicking a mouse. I, yeah, I, I hate indirect controlled games. Like, that's frustrating. Unless it's like The Sims or something. But then that's part of the beauty of it is the... Oh, we burned the house down. Is Yeah, it's just the, like, let them do something stupid mode, you know. How are you going to get out of the house? There's no doors. Why is it on fire? Because you set it on fire. Well, so so you're okay with hitting, like, the the F key to attack over and over again, but you're not okay with clicking the mouse to attack. Is that the problem? I'm not, okay with, like I'm not okay with clicking the mouse to move and attack something. At this, You know, like, with this, I have... Different. I can move with the left stick and aim and attack, you know, differently. And I can, like, dodge around and things with the right stick. So the thing that I don't like is... Or the thing that I like about this more is I feel like I have more direct control over what my character's doing and, like, where they're walking. I, I think I'm just maybe just because I've played so many of these games I'm like I'm I'm kind of incapable of understanding why you don't like it. But you you didn't know why I didn't like it ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I've never been able to to like get you to understand why it's why it doesn't seem like a fun thing to me. Yeah. But you you've played Gauntlet and stuff, right? Like you know why those are those play differently than Diablo? Well, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand because, like, if I say if I click on the map and say walk over here, he's still doing it even if I let go of the mouse. Versus if I'm pushing a controller to make him walk to a spot, if I let go of the controller, he's not walking anymore. So maybe that's. Uh, that's what your problem is. <laughs> it's like pushing buttons makes action happen as opposed to pushing action commands movement. Like I don't know. It just feels different to me from a control standpoint mm-hmm. that I'm like... Just... Can you play RTSs at all then? Like... I can, but again, that feels more Sims-like, where I'm just like, I have all of these units, and I tell the units to do something. If it's just one guy, you just can't stand it. It's just not doable. Yeah, I mean, it just feels kind of dumb. Like, whenever I get to those points in 
like Warcraft or Starcraft or, or whatever, and it's like the here's the one unit, and you have to like walk this unit around the map and do this weird adventure mode thing. It's kind of like I don't know. It just feels. But weird. you can play point and click adventures that work this, that have the same control system. Is it because they don't have combat? Yeah, and in those games, it's not necessarily like the inner the interface. The, like the what the gameplay is is it's more just like sitting there thinking about what to do or why you're clicking on something. You know. Yeah, I'm gonna it, find I'm gonna find some example eventually of why you're of of you being wrong or or <laughs> being a hypocrite about this, but I I can't think of anything right now. I tried playing Diablo closer. two. <laughs> I tried playing Diablo two. You remember that? I I tried playing it. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't get into it. It just doesn't feel, I don't know, it, something about how it plays doesn't feel right. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I've always told you that those games are well-made games. I'm just saying that that style of playing it doesn't appeal to me. And now that I can play it in a different way that feels more direct to me, now I enjoy it. Very well. <laughs> okay, so I'm on... What am I, what am I with? Dumb.domains. And I think I found our new website. Okay. Our new name of the podcast. Penis clothing. <laughs> Penis.clothing. Penis clothing. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Looking at the dumb domains. Dumb.domains is the name of the site? Dumb.domains is the website. It has a bunch of domains that you can buy. Yeah. How much was penis clothing? Penis that was penis.clothing is $29.99. Which is less than man.careers. <laughs> man careers. $59.99. It's just is this a website dedicated to like lumberjacks and construction workers and stuff. Pipeline guy and yeah. oil rig. <laughs> <laughs> Literally dot farm. <laughs> <laughs> We can't use that domain because I can't call our blog, our, our podcast, literally farm. <laughs> because we it's absolutely not farm. Yeah. And I I can't stand the use of literally to mean anything but literally. What about butt.kiwi? Butt kiwi? Butt yeah, kiwi. That's fine. Oh, yeah. So there was another $18,000 or $1,800 one was... Eight- Party.buzz. Was eighteen hundred or eighteen thousand? Eighteen hundred. No, wow.buzz was eighteen thousand. Oh. So for all of you who have your who whoever into the whoever invented the wow buzz, you're gonna have to pay a lot for that. Yeah, yeah. What about uh shitty watch? Shitty watch. <laughs> I assume oh, yeah, it's nine dollars. No, yeah, there's there's, there's wow buzz. I found wow buzz. No, I guess it yeah, it was eighteenth. I was reading the number wrong. Yeah. All of the it's like all of the dot buzzes are somehow eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Sploosh tattoo. <laughs> Twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> oh oh. Mm. Sexy construction. That's a. 
crap pink. <laughs> now, that's a product I could actually see people buying. Yeah. <laughs> just some like just big like Pepto Bismol looking pill that you just swallow before any meal. <laughs> just so your BM looks like just looks pink. Yeah. Yeah. Festive. Sixteen ninety eight. That's a pretty cheap. Crap I can also see like any kind of like crap color. No, see how is this not even taken? Butt directory. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's cheap. It's nineteen ninety eight. It's like not even. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> now this does. Uh, yeah. Okay. How much was sexy construction? That sounds like a good. I think I think that was one of the hundred dollar ones. Uh. You yeah. hear that? We're not spending a hundred dollars in a domain. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. There's another eighteen thousand dollar one. Except for butt directory, <laughs> that one we might have paid a hundred dollars. Maybe. Would you Would you buy a service from Frisky Builders? <laughs> I guess it depends on what I'm having them build. <laughs> what What if they were building you a penis estate, <laughs> which is another domain? A penis estate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, some of these are pretty good. Slippery tips. <laughs> it's like penis estate is like the name of like Ron Jeremy's house or, or home or something. Yeah. <laughs> crooked club yeah I like the alliteration on that one are some of them just bad yeah some of these that you're showing you it's like are they just so bad you just don't even want to say them or yeah some of them are yeah um Okay, I, yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of repeats. <clears throat> like a lot of the same uh, words repeated again. Mm-hmm. So butt construction, something like but, that. But, yeah, party repair. Yeah. Now that actually sounds like a valuable service. Somehow wow dot... <laughs> okay, I was going to say, somehow wow dot watch is $800. And, but, you know, I don't know why wank.guitars is only $29.99. <laughs> yeah. They've got boob training, man kitchen. Boob training isn't taken? No. Wow. Slippery coffee. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of, I honestly, I can't believe that anybody pays for any domain that's not a .com. Yeah. Like, okay, I could see, I guess, a .org or something, but really, I'm going to go buy a .coffee? Is somebody going to buy a .technology? Specifically, balls.technology. 
What about what about tit solutions? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pants.coffee. That's the best one. Okay. Pants.coffee. <clears throat> yeah. Nobody's going to find your website if you're a .coffee. That's true. Like, I don't think even coffee connoisseurs, like the people who buy specifically, you know, like specific grinders and have like sh- have their beans shipped from the farmer, you know. <laughs> they actually have a Colombian living in their backyard <laughs> harvesting. Uh-huh. They still harvesting eat. and roasting their beans. And They're like, I'm not going to go to dot coffee. Dot coffee. Well, yeah. that's, that's some nobody website. <laughs> yeah, I don't even. I don't even think Google finds those domains. Any, <laughs> I don't think it finds anything that's not at edu, com, or org, or maybe gov. Maybe gov. Maybe gov. Those are dubious websites. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to talk about the Marvel Universe Live? Is that what it's called? That's I keep what calling it the Marvel Experience or something. So, yes. I wanted to ask you about it, but apparently you know nothing I didn't know. So all I had seen was the commercials for it. And what I mean by commercials, I don't I don't think I've even actually had sat down and watched. It It was just on like TVs and the restaurants I was at or something. So So, you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. All I would see is like people who looked like they were in well-made cosplay outfits. Okay, but like not even, you know, not even like movie quality costumes like well. The movie college, well, I mean, if you look at the green screen footage, the movie costumes look really crappy. They just have they just have a lot of After Effects to make them look good. Well, I don't know. I think like bat like the Batman outfit is pretty good. I I guess it depends on which Batman. Like, sure, the early Batman movies. The Michael they- the Michael Keaton Batman is good, and then like the. F- you know, the Christian Bale Batmans, I think, look pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, the Michael Keaton Batmans, they had to make them look good because they didn't, we didn't really have the technology to go back and CG make Thor's costume not look like it's made out of Legos. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember seeing, like, the the footage of Thor, like, before the movie came out. I was like, oh my god, these costumes look like idiots. And, <clears throat> but then it was like, no, we're going to do a whole bunch of Photoshop filters and shit to them so mm. they don't look stupid. Yeah. Well, regardless, they look like, um, and, and it, it kind of points to points out why you know, movie costumes don't look like the comic book costumes because like the super bright, like very saturated colors of like like Wolverine's costume where it's really like highlighter bright yellow and black and blue it's like primary colors and you see that on a real person it's like whoa he looks like he bought his costume at a costume store like he doesn't look like a superhero uh-huh. you know well anyway i was just wondering cuz i was i mean i think it's only here in town for like a few more weeks yeah but i was Kind of thinking about going, but I kind of wanted to go, didn't want to go, because 
like Robbie wanted to go, but like thinks it's going to be is is afraid that it's like superhero ice capades, mm-hmm. it's like totally lame shows of people who don't actually have powers trying to use like bad, you know, live effects and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was afraid to like because it, it's I thought I saw some bullcrap on the website that was completely uninformative about like interactive stuff and it's also called experience which makes me think you do things but that also like made me think museum or some kind of other like just really lame like walk through and have to read crap sort of so i went to i i googled it earlier and uh watched some youtube videos and i would say it's a common imagine a combination of Cirque du Soleil and professional wrestling. That sounds horrible. So that's what it looks like because it's a bunch of guys in garish outfits, fake fighting on a large stage and pretending to be superheroes. So it is ice capades. There's no ice. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of like that. Yeah, it's not very cool. Um, like they've, yeah, there's like, did you ever watch? So when we at Six Flags, yes, Six Flags over yes, Texas, yeah, there, there yes, was the Batman, the Batman, the Batman live show where they've got like a thing that like kind of looks like the Batmobile, but you're like, isn't that a little small for a Batmobile? And then, yeah, and the guy is like on wires and the guy's like falling down onto like clearly, you know, mats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so here, let me, let me use as like, What's clearly a zip line and like swing over here and fall into a mattress. And then I'll stand up and we're going to like punch you. But then there's like a poorly timed like punch sound effect coming out of a speaker when I hit your face. Yeah. And then I'll I'll drive around in this thing. this like go-kart version of a Batmobile. And then like I'll drive through this through this door. That's just a flap. And then there'll be some pyrotechnics or something. Right. It's like all the stuff that's easily like placed back where it was for the show that's coming in another hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... So that's pretty much what it looks like. It's like that for maybe an hour. Yeah, that's not cool. But it's also... It's also not Batman, and (laughs) it's instead, like, the Marvel universe of superheroes. So they've, they've got, like... Here's our attempt at Thor, and I saw that there was a Green Goblin was in it some, for some reason. Yeah. Nah, not not really interested. When is the next movie coming out? Is it Ant-Man? Is that coming next, or is it Age of Ultron? Uh, I think Age of Ultron is next, and then okay, Ant-Man. Okay, that's stupid, because Hank Pym made Ultron, and they're going to like have Ultron without before Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to make Tony Stark make Ultron. <sighs> I knew it. Oh, that's fucking wrong. No. I didn't even know Hank Pym made Ultron. I didn't really know who made Ultron, but all I knew Hank Pym did was make Pym particles. Right, yes. And he's like, guess what? Now I can be really small. And then he's like, well, being really small kind of sucks, so now I can be really big. Pym particles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, seems like poor timing and coordination to have another Avengers before another establishing movie 
for a character? Well, just, again, they could have totally had Ant-Man first and then had him be the guy that made Ultron like he's supposed to be. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm... I'm to the point now where I am starting to just not care about there was a there was a point in time where I would I was definitely like that's not how it is in the comics the comics they say this but to be if I'm going to be honest there's a lot of stuff in the comics where I think wow that's a really dumb thing they've done in the comics mm-hmm. I hope they don't do that for the movie you know well, or, but, but for starters, but it's also like, how much does it really matter? I mean, it's all just fake stuff anyway. And yes, if I it mean, doesn't, but, but if, it matters. But in this case, it does matter <clears throat> because, like, it in this case, like, because Ant Man is an Avenger, like in some versions of the Avengers, right? Yeah. And but so you know, so as an Avenger, he's you know he makes Ultron. Ultron goes crazy and tries to destroy the Avengers and the world and everything. Uh, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry guys, I suck." And then he kind of like quits the Avengers, and it kind of like is important to like his relationship to the Avengers and all of that. And if I mean, I guess if he's just never going to interact with the Avengers and just be his own stupid movie, which seems not cool. It's like I don't think like trying to have a you know, a Hawkeye movie, but which is why I don't think Ant-Man is going to do very well, but, uh, Oh, I don't think Ant-Man is going to do very well because it's got, what's his face in it. Which, 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 which what's his face? Uh, I don't remember his name. It's, um, Is he in something else? He's in a lot of things, but they're just like not very funny relationship movies. Uh, uh, <laughs> not not very funny relationship movies. Um, like I don't know if the, I I don't know that you can call them romantic comedies because I don't think there's romance or comedy in these movies. Um. No, you should have asked me. Channing Tatum. No, not him. No. Um, I'm trying to... I'm just going to just guess random celebrity that you know probably wouldn't like. Paul Rudd. Ah. Uh, yeah. It's got Paul Rudd. I think that guy sucks. As Ant-Man? Uh-huh. Well, okay, you think he sucks because marketing-wise, you're supposed to think he sucks. Uh, girls like Paul Rudd. No man likes Paul Rudd. Okay. It's kind of like, uh, oh, who was the British guy that was in Nine Months and some of those other things? Hugh Grant? Hugh Grant. It's kind of like Hugh Grant. It's like a dude liking Hugh Grant. No no guy likes Hugh Grant. Okay. That I guess that's fair. Yeah. <clears throat> He's the guy that plays the, like, like, he's not great looking, but he's attractive enough. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. And then there's, like, yeah, like, just that kind of guy. <clears throat> yeah. So he's Hank Pym. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. 
Maybe it's to get girls to go watch the movie. But again, any any like creature name man movie that's not Batman is probably just nothing to be worried about. So yeah, I think um the Marvel Universe Live thing is, is dumb. Probably, probably dumb. Probably not worth going to. But so you're getting tired of Marvel movies as well? No, I'm not getting tired of the movies. I think the mo- like I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, what I what I'm getting over is my like any kind you're of getting over comic book and movie discrepancies. Right. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm, I'm just getting to the point where and and not just comic book movie, but like adaptation adaptations of one fiction to a, another medium you know yeah and I, I guess it's fine as long as it's like not like it depends to me again like on how like critical it is to like other parts of how it relates to the world like there are some things that are just to me are just kind of unforgivable like making uh you know like making what was it in the X-Men 3 when they made uh, Juggernaut a mutant, a mutant yeah. that had no like no relationship to Professor X. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, there's some things where it's like where yeah. Yeah. There's some changes where I have to think to myself, does this does this matter really? Like, well, yeah, I, I just I guess I'm just picking my battles on some things. Where... Right. And there's things that, I mean, there's <clears throat> things I don't care about. Like, like they changed Nick Fury to a black guy so that eventually, you know, Samuel Jackson plays him. I don't really care about that. That doesn't really change Nick Fury very much, and it doesn't. And also, you get to have Samuel L. Jackson be him. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's that's comics. That's comics being comics and just like killing and rebooting and changing characters because they kind of have to after a while. Right, but uh, and then he his latest incarnation is a Samuel L. Jackson, and then they make the movie and make Samuel L. Jackson. But yeah, but yeah, like like for things. So yeah, your Juggernaut example, I think, is one of the more grievous ones because while people who aren't familiar with the comics are going to be like, "Oh, he's just another mutant," like in the in that in that movie, he seems like just another dumb guy mutant. And he is like, <clears throat> along with any of the other hundreds of throwaway mutants that they put in there, uh, it it's like, oh, okay, he's just a strong guy enforcer type that somehow. Mag, no, who who is he? F- I don't remember. Was he fighting for Magneto? I- yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. There was kind of just it. That movie sort of just fell apart at the end, so it's really hard to tell. Like, that movie fell of- apart at the beginning. Well, fine, but <laughs> that is true. But. Uh, it, yeah, the whole like the whole purpose of Juggernaut as a character is that he's a not a mutant. B, he hates Xavier because he was, you know, he was the adopted brother and his like his jealousy, you know, fuels his rage towards Xavier and the fact that he's not a mutant but is now like one of the most powerful beings is like <sighs> Yeah. They just they took a they took a character that should be much more important in a story where Juggernaut is included and they made him a dumb like a worthless thug. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know. 
that's why that's bad. But but there are other things, you know, where they make where they make random changes due to you know, what for whatever reason if it's like some studio complications or <laughs> like they can't they, they can't have any X-Men in any of the other Marvel movies. Right. They can't have the except, X-Men except they did or like they have to call uh they, they have the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And, and they have to call them that. But they have to call them the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver because they can use the character names, but they can't call them mutants, and they can't refer to them as their real name because their real name would link them to Magneto. To Magneto. Yeah. Yeah, movie rights stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, but that's also why they can't have Wolverine or Spider-Man in the Avengers, even though they are also Avengers. Right. Yeah. So the, I guess the I, lesson is I if wish... you have a studio that makes better movies than other studios that also have your rights, stop selling your rights to them. I mean, the thing is, when Fox got a hold of X-Men and when Sony got a hold of Spider-Man, that was long before the Marvel movies started to be successful. Right. And now that the Marvel movies are successful, those two studios have to hold on to those properties for dear life because <laughs> because they can't because they, they can't lose out all, all the money of like if Marvel got them back and made way better movies than them. Right, but it's 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 also like you can't let Marvel have those back because what you can do is let Marvel make the good movies, and then you can make cheaper cash-in movies with the related characters. Mm -hmm. So you can make, like, The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which are garbage movies, and and they will be really successful because... Everyone's like, oh, it's a Marvel everyone, movie. Yeah, they're like, oh, Marvel movie. Marvel movies are good. Oh, this is a different company making it. And, uh, and some people are like, some people just gobble it up, but other people are like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this, this is... Just a worth a horrible, a horrible movie. <laughs> so tell me how you really feel about these new Spider-Man movies. I didn't see the second one because the I, I watched the first one after my roommate brought it brought it back on uh, on Blu-ray or whatever, and so I watched it. I watched it there. I would not pay for that movie. God, that movie's bad. It's about. So they get the they get the whole Kurt Connors thing right, but for some reason they make Spider Man's they make Peter Parker's parents Peter Parker's parents okay, yeah they make them like some kind of secret they make agents them matter. or something. I think that's the thing that bothers you is that they make them matter. I mean that yeah, but right I guess because. So that's one of those comic book differences that matters to me because in the comic book they don't. The people who matter to him are Uncle Ben and Aunt May, right? Mm -hmm. And then also like Mary Jane and and and, and whoever. The first one. Uh, and the first one. Can't remember her name. Curly Sue. Uh, and uh and, and yeah and it's like that's yeah so 
I the thing that I do like is that that unlike the 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 uh, previous trilogy of Spider Man's, um, he's actually no, I guess that's not true. What I what from reading from seeing the preview, I thought great, he's actually going to be smart this time. Mm-hmm. He's going to be somewhat of a scientist and like he is in the comics and he's going to like make his own web shooters and stuff uh from his own design and and so that that's cool he'll be like a smart like the smart person that he's supposed to be um but then he's not even that like all he does is uh like he never he never actually shows being actually smart i think the smartest thing he does is uses photoshop but everything from that point is he finds his dad's files and he finds stuff at Oscorp. Oscorp now but he being made the web shooters. No, he, he steals that technology from Oscorp. Yeah, but he still makes it. If you stole a book on how to make a PlayStation and went home, you're not going to make one because you don't know how to do it. There. I guess you guess that's not oh, no. It's not the same. A web shooter if they just went and so he the plans in the, the like in the comic he like comes up with the formula himself and he makes the devices himself. You know, like those. I think that is more interesting than just like finding those things at Oscorp. Yet maybe they tried to make the movie a little bit more plausible because nobody believes that a kid in high school knows how to make that shit. I guess, but. That's he's not just a regular kid in high school. You know, no, because he's got super spider powers and he's super smart. (laughs) Again, I don't know how a kid that goes to a public school is going to have that much knowledge. Regardless of how smart he is. I don't know. Anyway, it's. Yeah, so what irritated me, especially with the whole, like, uh, secret dad thing, was that, like, the way he convinces Doc Connors to, like, work with him isn't because he actually figures anything out. He just presents findings from his dad's research, from his secret dad research. And he's like, here you go, Doc Connors. Here's the thing that you've been talking about to me just now. Here's the thing that I found earlier in the movie. And I didn't know what it was, but now that you've said it, here it is. And then Doc Connor's like, oh, that's the thing I've been looking for for years. Yeah. I, I'm glad you I'm glad you just happened to randomly spit it out at me. And then what he does with that is he makes himself into a part lizard man, right? Mm-hmm. Like all scientists do in movies. Right, which it's like, okay, fine, yeah, I mean, that's what happens in the comic book. He makes himself a ha- kind of a half-lizard man because he's trying to regrow his arm, which for some reason, and I, even in the comics, I don't understand this, he turns into the lizard, gets the arm back, turns back into a man, sheds the arm for no reason. Well, I, I assume that he just lops it off so people don't realize he's his arm back. <laughs> Why are they on the, they're on to my ruse? <laughs> so well, like night after night he like yeah <laughs> he bites, turns into a lizard he bites, then, his, he bites his lizard arm off so that when he co- turns back into human he's not like he people aren't just like hey where'd that arm come from guy uh because he doesn't want people to know he's a lizard monster yeah but he could also be like well guys 
turns out my lizard thing worked. Yeah, but then they'd be like, oh, hey, show it into us. And be like, uh, there's a little bit of lizard monster yeah. side effect that happens. Yeah. And then he's got to explain all that. And then they're like, oh, you're the lizard monster. And then they throw him in jail. Right. But so anyway, as the movie goes on, like, he becomes more and more crazy lizard because becoming a lizard over time also makes you crazy. Well, I but, assume it's brain damage from his head shrinking down to like a lizard brain. Every time he goes back and forth, it's just kind of like... But it it doesn't, though. Because he doesn't go back and forth for one thing, does he? I don't think he does. But maybe he does. Anyway, he's still smart as the lizard, so I assume his brain, you know, chemistry or whatever doesn't change all that much to make him dumb. Just crazy. But also hyper-intelligent, right? And And for some reason, like, being crazy lizard means he's like oh okay great i have i have somehow turned myself into a lizard man i do have both my arms now that's cool but what i'm gonna do now is because i think being a lizard man is so great even though it's a horrible accident and i hate it i think everybody should be lizard men and so he makes a gas to turn everyone into lizard men Right? Like you do. But th- that's the thing that doesn't... It's What kind of motivation is that? The other, Maybe it's because it, he's crazy and he likes being a lizard once he's crazy. I don't think he likes being a lizard. Well, if... You have to assume... I think you have to just assume that you're wrong about that. If he wants to make everybody else a lizard monster. Yeah. So uh, so there's an old... There's an old, sci- uh, like, B sci-fi movie. Um... I forget the name of it. It's 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 something like Zop or Zort or something like that, right? And it's a movie about a man who turns himself into a fish monster, goes crazy, and decides that he should turn everybody into fish monsters. But instead of making a gas, he just kidnaps a woman to turn her into a fish monster so he can have a fish monster woman. So they can be fish monsters together. I see. So you think it's based on that? I think what they did was they just ripped the plot out of this cheesy B movie and then made a blockbuster, summer blockbuster out of it. That's possible. And then threw Spider-Man in it. So speaking of mutant reptiles uh, and bad, bad, poorly designed bad guy plots, I, uh, for some reason or another, I guess maybe because of a dollar, we rented and saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Michael Bay movie. Oh. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. Okay, that one has a way stupider plot and villain and stuff. Okay. Is it the Uh, Shredder? Well, the Shredder... Okay, so it's interesting because the Shredder is like the end boss that they fight, but in the movie, he's really not the bad guy that's coming up with the plan. He's, He's kind of like the Darth Maul of the movie in that... He's got, like, three lines, and then most of the time he's just fighting guys. Is one of his lines, Tonight I Dine on Turtle Soup? No. Oh. What a worthless movie. (laughs) But there's, like, some other, like, you know, head of a corporation, and it opens with him being a philanthropist and donating lots of money. So you know immediately that he's going to be the bad guy who's colluding with the Shredder. Uh Uh-huh. But... Uh, and I swear, I feel like this plot, they just asked a six-year-old to come up with, like, 
a plan that a supervillain would do. Uh-huh. Because uh, this is what the story is. So you've got this rich guy who's got some kind of, like, chemical research company where he, like, researches cures for diseases and... And also mutagen. <laughs> right, yes. Although, yes, mutagen and all this stuff. Yeah, and so his company, like, at one point created the Ninja Turtles. He was... He created a mutagen that made the Ninja Turtles, but the reason that he made this mutagen was so that he could have a cure... For Ninja Turtles. <clears throat> for Ninja Turtles, yes. No, the mutagen was meant to be a cure for a poison that he also created. <laughs> Wait, so did he create the poison first? I Yes, apparently so. <laughs> so he's, got, so, so he's like... This- working in his lab and they're like we need to we need you to make this medication and he's like great great i'm on it i'm on it all right all right what do i got poison well i made this really great poison how's that like no man you gotta make something better than that you gotta make a cure for this poison and then we'll give people the poison and then we'll give them the cure (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes that's literally the plot of this movie is he does they designed some horrible poison that he has in the tower of his building in New York, like at the top of the tower of the building in New York, is full of this poison, and it's been there for like decades. Penthouse poison. It's been there. It's been there for some teenager amount of years. <laughs> right. He's got like poison from the seventies. No, it's or is it Cold War poison? No, no, it's poison. It's 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 not more than twenty years old because the the Ninja Turtles are still teenagers, right? So it's wait, okay, so they're teenagers in. 2014. Yes. So it, some, some, somewhere in like the late so 90s, it's he like... made this poison and put it on a tower in New York. <laughs> okay. And now he had the mutagen to make it, that, that would be a cure that you could give humans to cure them of this poison. So the idea was he well, was going to... So the poison's got to be older than the mutagen. So it's, yes. it could be... Well, I suppose it could be older. It could be Cold War poison. poison. <laughs> yes. And I, then he's I, like... I suppose. Fine. Poison okay. is some indeterminate number of years old. <laughs> That's not what matters. What matters is he's going to set this poison off from his tower in New York, uh-huh. kill everybody in New York because it's this horrible poison, and then come along to the government and say, hey, government, you know that horrible poison that killed everyone in New York? Well, guess what? I've got a cure for that poison. And then sell that poison to the government to make money. Not the cure for the poison. No, sell, he sells sell, the, the, sell the cure, yes. Sell the cure for the poison okay. to the government to make money. Again, that to me just sounds like a, like a six-year-old story. It's like, it's like there was a man, and, he, and then he, and he had a poison, and he put it in a tower, and he had lots of money, and then he made a, and he made a cure for the poison, and then, and then he was going to take the poison, and he's going to use the poison on everybody... But then he's going to go tell the government that he's got, he can cure the poison. And then the poison, and the poison, he's going to cure it. And then he'll sell the, the cure and the poison. And then he's, and they'll buy the cure and he'll have all the money. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and so the cure for the poison is turning into a turtle? Uh, the cure for the poison turned turtles into ninjas. Does it turn humans into ninjas or just turtles? I don't know. They never really use it on a human. So he doesn't even know if this 
cure works. Yeah, and he was going to poison everybody with it. With the, yeah. And so he was I, going... <laughs> maybe that was his master plan, was he secretly turned himself into a turtle and was turning back and forth into a turtle and was trying to find a way to get the government to spread his turtle juice everywhere. And make everybody So make, he could make everybody into turtles. Yeah, possible. But yeah, he, they're like setting up the poison to poisoning everyone. Uh-huh. And yet... Who? So he has a whole crew of people. Well, and it's he's the Shredder's like, gang, right? So the, the Foot Clan supposed to be the boss. Do they call it the Foot? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's got the Foot Clan on his side for some reason. Is, is the Shredder from Japan still? Yes. Who's Splinter then? How does Splinter work into this? Is he also? He was also given the mutagen. And then was like, he a dude that turned into a rat? No, he was, he was a, rat. a rat. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, it, it really didn't make a lot of sense, because they're like, let's go set off the bomb for the poison, and none of us have used the mutagen yet. We still don't actually even know if it works, but we're going to just trust that it works, and somehow, in between, like, the five minutes that the bomb timer is set to go off, we're going to manage to all inject ourselves with the mutagen, and not die and escape even though the turtles are still trying to stop them i don't know so the so the so the turtles are in this lab i guess the turtles start out as turtles yes in like the lab the, the, the science lab where he's trying to do his evil science yes and oh man i feel like i need to see this movie but i I don't think it's going to make any sense even if I do. Right. Well, the best part is that Megan Fox's dad was a scientist working with this evil scientist okay. on the mutagen. And then at the last minute, he learned that the mutagen was for this sinister purpose. And so he destroys the lab, but Megan Fox saves the turtles and Splinter, who are her pet turtles at the beginning of the movie. And then she she is the first person. She's the first human that happens upon the turtles. Uh-huh. As an investigative reporter, but also discovers that she was the mother of the turtles, basically. Which is a staggering coincidence in the massive city of New York that that would happen. Yeah. So does she find the turtles in her duties as an investigative reporter? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's at least consistent with, like, the comics kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, that's mind-boggling. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's not even as good as, like, plot lines I've heard from five-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you heard of Axe Cop? Yes. Yeah, so they made a cartoon out of that. Oh, is it any good? Yeah, well, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's definitely better than that Turtles movie you just described to me. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that the, that that kid comes up with is insane. Mm-hmm. But the guy who, like, his brother that is helping him write this stuff is competent enough to make it all coherent mm-hmm. and like make so sense. So the problem is that so there's somebody out there who's competent enough to make a five year old story into a good story, and then you have Michael Bay who can't even take. An adult male's story. Right. 
you can't he can't even take like quality writing that has been around for he, he can't for, take a story that has decades. been done well right that already exists and then re and then write a screenplay for that right that he probably also didn't write that somebody else wrote and then take that and still and then turn that yeah into a like, he said he said like three layers of people do this work for him yeah. and he still can't turn that into like a same plot right yeah it's and it's not like he doesn't have different examples it's not like it was just done well yeah. once it's been done well as a comic initially as a cartoon after that as, as a live cartoon. action movie as it yeah as three other cartoons later you know Ugh. yeah well there you go yeah and is also responsible for the most money making movie in existence <sighs> well i'm done done with living yeah <laughs> i'm yeah. just gonna jump out this window now because oh yeah well that's probably a good place to end it <laughs> on such positive note yeah <laughs> on the suggestion of suicide <laughs> yeah. um okay that sounds like a good place to end it then i think we've and if you don't hear from us soon like all celebrities assume we're dead <laughs> We're up there. Up there. <laughs> Singing with Corey Haim. And Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, yeah.